about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Did you bring a Bible this morning? Oh, yeah. All right. Take your Bibles open to Isaiah chapter 59. I'm going to give you a today word for a today time for today's problems. Twenty twenty three. Unbelievable, isn't it? My gosh, seems like we were just fighting over Y2K. <laughs> yeah, fighting over it. Yeah, yeah. Almost got excommunicated for that, praise God. All right, Isaiah 59, are you there? Look at verse 21. God says, as for me, this, my, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. Now, he's talking about a people in a future day, which happens to be us. He says, My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Notice here's the covenant that God makes with us as people who are kingdom people. It deals with the word and the spirit. Say the word, the word. and the spirit. How I many know the word and the spirit are very important in your life? All right, look at verse 60. He goes on to say, Arise, shine, for the light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, this, this is a prophetic word for a future generation. How many know the prophetic words in the Bible will come to pass if they haven't already, already been provided for? So here's a prophetic word for future people. This is people who are born of God, people who have entered the kingdom of God. How many of you are born of God? How many of you are born again? How many of you are kingdom people? It says here basically about you, it says to them, the light is come. Say is come. So here he says the light is come, and that light now lives where? on the inside of each and every one of us. Now when the light comes, which is really, we'll look at it in a little bit, the light of God is the life of God. So when the light of God came on the inside of you, when you got born again in your spirit, the life of God came on the inside of you also. So if the life of God came on the inside of you, how many of you know that God's wisdom came with that? God's power came with that. God's ability came with that. God's nature came with that. Everything that God has has come, and it's now on the inside of who? on the inside of you. And now he goes on to say, there's going to be a time when this is finally going to manifest. I mean, no, it hasn't yet. It has in some, but most it has not. There's a lot of other manifestations going on that aren't that. So here he says, in a future time, this is going to manifest. Well, when's that going to happen? Here it says, when darkness covers the earth and gross darkness covers the people. So we've got a time now, don't we, when this is going to take place. So that's what it's talking about, darkness. Say darkness. The word darkness here means ignorance of wrongdoing. In other words, doing things that are wrong without even understanding you're doing things wrong because you're ignorant of things going wrong. Are you following me? But notice it increases on that. It says something about gross darkness. Say gross darkness. Now notice, gross darkness is when darkness is being done. It knows it's being done. It knows it's evil, but it doesn't care anyway, and it actually promotes the darkness. 
My God, I'm telling you right there. Back when I, God first gave me this scripture, and right around the year 2000, I read this scripture, and I, there was darkness. But there was not the gross darkness that was in today. Back then, there were, you heard a little bit about homosexuality. You heard about guys getting together, women getting together. They were in the closet. They were here or there. But since that time, how many of you know they've come out of the closet? And not only come out of the closet, but now they're being approved. As a matter of fact, now it's called pride. So what happened? It has moved from darkness to something called gross darkness. Say gross darkness. Now, you know, on TV, I watched the other day, and they had commercials. They had commercials for basically drag queens who are now having their own TV show. Well, how many know back in 20 years ago, if you were a drag queen, you hid in the dark, and only certain people knew it, and you had your little groups? But now it's coming out in the open to where it's gone from darkness to gone to gross darkness. Back in those days, there was some people lying on TV, and news media was lying a little bit, and then they try to cover it up, and now they just come right out and lie and don't care at all. And what is it? Gross darkness. So what we're reading this morning is for a time, and that time is now, because the kingdom of God has been and always will be at hand. So we're living in a time of gross darkness. Now what should we do since we are? Should we grumble? Should we complain? What does it tell you to do? Arise and what? Shine. Arise and shine. Now, arise, if you look up the word arise, it means get up from your present position. Get up from your present condition and advance into a better place by believing the truth. I'm going to do that again. Get up from your present position. How many are in a present position right now? Get up from your present condition. How many are in a present condition right now? And you need to believe the truth to come up and arise out of the place that you are now. Believe it or not, there's some things in your life that have kept you in the position and the condition that you're in right now. Maybe you're doing better than you were in 2020. Maybe you've come up and arose a little bit, and now you've come out through believing the truth, through changing your thought life, to grow into another level. This is what growth is all about. This is what God wants. This is what God has to have. This is the will of God, and the church doesn't know it. All the church, church knows is get saved and go to heaven. Are you saved? You're gone to heaven. Get saved. Go to heaven. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 2. sort of time to get up, get up, get up. <laughs> Just a thought. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Look at verse 4. Talking about God, who will have all men to be saved. How many of you believe that? How many of you don't want all men to be saved? How many of you know we're evangelists and we go around and get people in the kingdom of God and we introduce them to the kingdom of God? That's his will, it says here. Do you see that? But go on further. Who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of what? Oh, so, so that's part of it, right? First we get born again, then God wants us to come into the knowledge of truth or arise after we come in the kingdom of God. There's a lot of people who come in the kingdom of God and never arise one time because they never get in the word, never get in the truth, and they think the way they always thought. They think who they are, they think who God is, and they never change who they think God is or who they are or how the world is because they're locked into the world's way of thinking rather than rising into the kingdom way of thinking, which is the word of God that God gives us right here. In John 17, Jesus was praying for us. He says, sanctify these people. 
separate these people to something. To what? The kingdom of God and unseparate them from something which is the world. He says you do that by the truth and his word is the truth. truth. So once again, he's praying. In John chapter 8, it says, if you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed. And you will know the and the truth will make you So why does God want you to go from just getting born again to coming to the knowledge of the truth in your own mind and in your own thought life? Because he wants you to be free in every single area of your life. Now, when you become free, when you arise and you become free, then you can shine. Two parts. If you never arise, you'll never shine. There's people out there been in churches for 20 years, hadn't shown at all. Haven't talked to one person about Jesus, haven't helped anybody, hadn't ministered to anybody, hadn't done anything. Why? Because they never arose. But as you arise, then you will start to shine. So see, we come up with cliches. It's now 2023. Everybody should be free. Well, it was 2022, it was still available for you. In 2021, you could have been like the sun. And in 2020, you could have had plenty. Now, we're not going all the way back to one year because I can't go that far. But what I'm saying is what's available to us in 2023 is not available to us because it turned 2023. It's been available to the church for 2,000 years. The problem is we're not rising. We're not shining. We're not doing those things because we don't know those things actually belong to us. There was a day in my life where I had to find out that I was not a recovering alcoholic. I had to find out that I wasn't an angry man. I had to find out that I wasn't a poor man. I had to find out that I wasn't a victim. You know how many victims we got in the body of Christ? About 86%, I think. Everybody's a victim. We're not victims. We're victors. I had to find out I wasn't a recovering alcoholic. I was a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things had passed away, and I had become new, bless God. Didn't say I was unempowered. It said I had the spirit of God, and I was full of the power of God. So what was I doing? I was changing the thought life through the word of God and believing the word of God to see myself as something different. You're stuck where you're at because you see yourself as that, and you're living there because that's who you believe you are. As a man thinks in his heart, well, I'm just a victim. How do you see yourself? A victim. See, if you close your eyes right now and just think, and you start getting rid of everything that you're thinking right now about yourself that isn't in line with God's word, it'll probably take you the rest of the day. I'm a failure. It just doesn't work out. God doesn't love me. Nobody cares about me. I don't know why I'm so poor. I don't know why things don't help out. I don't know why things. And, and then people go on Facebook and want prayer. Pray for me. I'm broke. I ain't got no money. Everything's falling apart. I'll set up, a, what do they set up them funds or whatever. And I want to do this and I do that. Listen to me. This prayer business is good, but sometimes we overpray. Amen. See, I'd rather give you a word of truth and walk away than pray for you. You not get the truth and stay where you're at because my prayer ain't going to get you out of your mess till you change the way that you think. Do you see yourself as something? When you see yourself as bold as a lion, when you see yourself anointed by God, when you see yourself filled with the Spirit of God, when you see yourself a new creation, that baggage you've been dragging along behind you for the last 23 years won't be there anymore because that day it was gone, praise God. It was right. It's just like Santa's list, praise God. He's got the naughty. It was torn up, burned up, and thrown away. Your naughty's gone. And you're able to do the nice. But see, you won't agree with the identity that he's given you because you're looking at your performance to understand your identity. That's just who I am. I'm an addict. Oh, really? Are you born again? Yeah. 
Uh, are you a new creation? Yeah, but I'm an addict. Well, you're going to be an addict for the rest of your life because you're going to be in fight what you do. But notice, the blood was enough. What Jesus did on the cross was enough to set you totally free, to bring you into a new creation, to bring you into a kingdom citizen with kingdom rights. And until you come into that place, you may be a, a fearful person. You may be a worried person. You may be this. You may be what mama told me. It may be what daddy told me. It may be what I thought myself. And even of God, we got some wild thoughts of God. You know, we think he's killing people, striking them with lightning, and he's flooding people out, and every bad thing that happens helping me grow. And it isn't true. God, let me share, God is love. Case closed. Love doesn't squash you. Love doesn't have you get hit by a car so that you learn a little bit more going through your struggles. Oh, you go through your struggles, you're going to learn something. But it don't mean you had to go through those struggles. It just means you got in one now, so just get your way out of it. You can do that, praise God. You've got authority in your life. You've got the anointing in your life. You've got power in your life. So he says we need to arise, and then we need to do what? Shine. shine. Well, how am I going to shine? Once I get the truth, I can actually give someone else the truth. Are you following me? And when I give someone else the truth and they believe the truth, guess what? They're free. They're free. If people would just learn one scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that they're a new creation in Christ Jesus and all things that God is of God, it contradicts everything they believe about themselves right now. Because we all believe that we're weak. We all believe that we're rejected. We all believe that this, this person don't like it. We don't believe. We believe this. And nobody's going to like us. A people pleaser and all this. You don't have to stay there in that stuff. You can arise and shine or you can live there. You can stay right there if you want to. You can believe who you are, who you think you are. But when you get in this Bible, it tells you different things that are going on in your life, things that are going to change, things that will change as soon as you arise and come out and you start to shine. So notice this is going to happen when? It's going to happen when darkness and then gross darkness covers the earth. Now, I don't know how much more grosser it can get. I'm always surprised by a new level of gross. You know, every time, every time we see something, we think, that's got to be it. And then here comes something else. And you think, God, that's got to be it. And that ain't it. And here comes another one. So it's gross darkness. So we're in that time right now where you're going to make a decision to either rise and shine or you're just going to stay in your present position and just wait it out and, and not fulfill any purpose and not do anything. Because I tell you what, it, it, it makes a difference what you do on this earth. It makes a big difference because each and every one have a purpose. And the purpose of the church basically is to instruct you and bring the truth to you so that you change the way you see God and the way you change yourself. Then you go out and minister to other people. See, and, and this church, I can honestly say, does that. We've got people in Rock Road. We've got people in another prison. We've got Susan who is still a part of this body, praise God, down there with the homeless. Every Friday, basically, she was there on Christmas morning ministering to these people. Why? Because people have got the truth and the light, and now they're going out and giving it to people. And what better crowd is than jail? Right. See, I can't make you come every Sunday, but if I put you in jail, I can get to you every Sunday. <laughs> come on. And those people need something, and they don't have the truth, or they wouldn't be in there to begin with. So what do you do? You're in there, you got a chance to give them the truth. Every place you go, you got a chance to give them the truth. Now, I'm not telling you to take the word of God and beat people to death with a thing. I'm taking you to just speak it. Somebody, oh, I'm struggling financially and struggling financially. And I'll simply say, well, do you tithe? And they'll simply say, what does that have to do with it? Well, it has a lot to do with it because the Bible says when you tithe, the windows of heaven will be open and God will pour his blessings out upon you that you can... You see, people say, well, I prayed and prayed. Now I'm still sick and it just doesn't work. And you go up to them and you say, well, have you forgiven everybody? What the heck does that have to do with it? I came here for freedom. 
Yeah? Well, freedom's in the truth. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So that means the lie will keep you, will keep you bound. So the best thing I can do for you is give you the truth in a situation so that you accept that truth and then you get free. I thought I was going to be sick all my life. I had tonsils they wanted to rip out of my throat. I had a sore throat all the time. I had no voice when I was younger. I had all kind of sickness and everything else. And when I got born again, first thing I did is I lost, lost my voice again. And they were after me to take my tonsils out again. And then I read the scripture. And it said, he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all destruction. And I said, well, if I'm healed, what's my problem here? How can I be healed and not be healed? And, but I am healed, and, but I should be healed, but I'm not healed, but I could be healed. and Maybe someday I will be healed, but he says I'm healed. But he said I was healed, so if I was healed, then I'm healed, and I'm not going to be. Ever had that battle? Yeah. That'll wear you out after a while, won't it? Yeah, we've all had those battles because the Word of God is the truth. It doesn't line up with your present position. See, there's people that believe they're sick, believe they're sickly. If you ask them what's wrong with them, they will give you a list like you've never seen before. If you ask them what the Word says about healing, they won't be able to dig up the Scripture anywhere. Are you following me? So if you see yourself as a sickly person, you've got to arise in here, and you've got to see yourself as a healed person. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. So if I was healed, praise God, then I'm healed. Now, there's going to be a battle up here, isn't there? Because your soul's going to want to fight you. It had to fight you to write 2023 on your check this morning. You're already in a soul battle. You wanted to write 2022 because you've been doing it so long. But notice your soul will advance to a place to bring you to a place in your identity. You already have the nature of God on the inside of you. It's already there. The problem is you won't agree with it. So the anointing can manifest it through you. And when you agree with it, it's it's the best thing. When you agree with it, the anointing manifests it. You don't have to. If you try to manifest it, it won't work because you can't do it. So as long as I'm in agreement with God, I'm releasing the anointing of God. And the anointing comes in a situation when you're just about getting screamed at, about ready to punch somebody in the nose. But you agree with, I'm not an angry man. I'm a pleasant, wonderful man. And all at once, before you do it, on the inside, say on the inside. On the inside. Here it comes, a still, small voice. Well, I don't know where it came from, but it came. It tells you not to be angry. It tells you to listen. It tells you to help others. It tells you, what is that? That's the anointing taking over your thought life. And trust me, it doesn't come from here. We all know what comes from here. Yeah, somebody's broken nose. Say, so, you no, know, but it comes up from here. It comes up from the inside of you. You've already rose. You've already seen yourself as a person who doesn't react like that. Everybody's reactionary. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. Take a chill pill. Just relax and let the Spirit of God fill it out on the inside of you. But we're slowly in a place of arising, and then we shine before men. And that's what we want to do. We want to arise before men. Say arise. All right, go to John chapter 1. So your growth this year will not depend on God. So don't say, God, make me grow, make me grow. Make me grow, Lord, make me grow. I want to grow. No, no. Yours is how much you're going to let the Spirit of God change the way that you see yourself and the way you think till you come up into a place to see yourself the way God sees you. If you see yourself as a healthy man, you'll have very less trouble with sickness and disease. If you see yourself as a normal person, and when the symptom comes, there's nothing to battle with it. So you'll simply say, I'm sick. But if you've already built on the inside of you someone who's healed, someone who's prosperous. See, if you already believe you're prosperous because God is your source, then when that unexpected bill hits you, you won't go into a state of panic because you know God's your source, and you won't freak out just because a bill came in. I mean, it's a lot easier to, to receive a check in the mail than a bill. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's got to train you how to act when a check comes in. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But when a bell comes in, it's hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, because we react and we're controlled by situations and circumstances. And you don't need to be that way. You can be controlled by the word of God because you have the life of God on the inside of you. You never saw Jesus panic. You never saw him lose it. You never saw him go wild just because something happened in his ministry. No, he never reacted. He simply walked in who he was. And we've got that same nature on the inside of us. We've got the same life of God there. All right, John chapter 1, let's go to, all right, let's just start at the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. The word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. So what's the light of men? It's the life of God, isn't it? So when the light came on the inside of you, the life of God himself came on the inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he in me than he in the world. Look at verse 5. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now here we come. Remember, you go back to the early in the Gospels and said there's the people who sit in great darkness, but a light has come to shine upon them. Why is that? Because everybody was in ignorance at that time. The kingdom hadn't come, Jesus hadn't come, so there was really no light. So when the light showed up and started shining on men and shining into men, things started to change. And here it says, basically, the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended, that word is, could not put the light out. How many know he tried? Come on, Jesus came, the first thing he did, he preached, Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor, heal the sick, heal the brokenhearted, do all this stuff, and they tried to throw him off a cliff. Yeah. And how many know his Bible says he just passed through them? Yeah. How do you do that? You had all these mob chasing you, and all at once you just pass through them. I'd like to do that sometime, I'd just like to pass through. <laughs> like, pass through he, he had a treasure in his department, Judas. Ripping his whole ministry off, trying to take it down. But how many of you know he never ran short? He prospered every single place he went. And then the devil really thought he had him. He killed the light, and he buried it in the ground. And 50 days later, he had 120 lights. See, the devil cannot stop the light that's on the inside of you. Are you following me? He can't do it. And that means to me, if the light is spreading, the devil's losing. You look at the news media, look at everything else, you just think the devil's taken over anything. No, he hasn't. Look at you. Amen. You were in darkness once, now you're here. Right. Apparently he lost you. Right. I mean, you're not someplace else this morning. You're here because you've been born again. You've got the light on the inside of you. And the people you minister to get the light on the inside of them. The people in the jail are getting the light on the inside of them. Just because it's not on CNN tonight. Stand by. We just had another report. Three people got saved in the prison. The rock Road. Glory to God. And we just want to praise God. I mean, there's one guy screwed up so bad he prayed on TV the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. You talk about a shaker. He could have cussed and they wouldn't have made anything of it. But no, he prayed. Prayed on national TV. And it was obvious he hadn't done much praying because he didn't know what to pray, really. He just would have got moved to pray, praise God. And he prayed something, praise God. So the devil, whether you know it or not, he's losing. 
He's lost each and every one of us. Hell's lost another one, praise God. I am free. He's going to lose some more tomorrow. He's going to lose some more next week. He's going to lose some more. Why? The light came into the world, and he's not going to put that light out. It's going to keep spreading through people who have the light of God on the inside of them, praise God. And that's me, and that's you. Glory to God. Look at verse 6. There was, a, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was to bear witness of the light. So he's talking about John the Baptist. So John the Baptist came, and he said, there's a light coming. The kingdom of God is here. There's the spirit of God's coming. Everything's coming. And here it says that John, basically, if you read about John, there was no man ever born of woman greater than he. Now, how many know that's pretty good there? But then it says, those who are born again in the kingdom of God are greater than him. So that means I'm greater than John the Baptist. And why is that? Because he was only a witness to the light, but you've got the light. My God, somebody help me. On the inside of you. And we're walking around, I can't do nothing. I'm just going to be one of those years again. I just ain't working out for me. Oh, I'm going to do it. What is it you don't understand? You need to arise, my God, and shine and find out who you are and what you can do and what God has enabled you to do and what can take place. All right, now look at verse 9. That was a true light. Who was a true light? Jesus. Jesus, which lights how many? How many man? How many man? How many man? So this light's trying to penetrate people, isn't it? It's trying to get into people. He, he, wants, he wants to even light up people that you can't stand. There's some politicians that don't even know if he's got the power to light up. But he can, according to this, because he wants to light every man. So here's his purpose. He comes here to light every man. Now, who's he going to use to light every man? us. We are the light. We have the light. We have the nature. We're the example. We're, we're the ones. We're the power. We've got the wisdom. Right. Matthew chapter 5. Oh God. Oh. The church has got to get the understanding that we're not waiting on a revival from God. God is waiting on a revival from us. Been waiting for 2,000 years for the church just to walk into who they are and what they can do. Now every now and then a revival will come and stir us up so we get excited about things and do things. But that revival is no good if you just have it for a two-week period, then you run away, and that's all there into it. This is a growth that takes place. You can have all the revival meetings you want and stir everybody up, but if they don't move into the truth and start operating the truth, they're going to write back and they're going to be back in the same revival to get revived again, praise God. Just stay vived. You don't have to be revived if you're vived. Right. Yeah. Is that right or not? So be vived. Just be vived. When you go to a revival, you should be part of the re. Come on. Why are you here at this? Why are you? Why are you here at this revival? I'm part of the re. Yeah, I'm part of the re. Yeah, I'm here to revive some people, and I got the R and I got the E, baby, to do it. So. Yeah, we're part of it. We're walking revivals. Every day you go to work, you don't understand it, you're walking revival. You go to the jail, you're walking revival. You go to the grocery store, you're walking revival. You should have a smile on your face. You should look like you're happy. You should look like God actually cares about you. You should look at these things. All right, Matthew chapter 5. Look at verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. 
A city that is hill, set on a hill cannot be hid, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto the whole house. This light starts in your house. If you hate your, everybody in your family, it's going to be hard to shine someplace. We'll let that go for there. I want to keep everybody happy. <laughs> Verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light into the whole house. Let allow. Who's it up to? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So now it's talking about once again. The light has come. The light's on the inside of you. You're the light of the world. But you have to let that light so shine that other men can see your good works. These good works are works of power. The Bible says you were created to do good works. So these are good works. This is a purpose that God gave you. This is anointing he gave you. This is authority that he gave you. This is power that he gave you. The church is going to have to grow in the place where they understand the authority and the power they actually have. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's probably easier for you to understand than anybody else because you're, you're a policeman, right? So he has authority. When somebody steps out of line, he can use his authority, come on now, to bring somebody or to arrest them or take them back in. Well, you're a policeman in your own life. Yes. When something comes into your life, praise God, sickness tries to come in. You wait, wait a minute. That's over the old speed limit, buddy. You ain't going to come into my life. No way, baby. I'm a policeman. You get out of here right now. You're going to jail for me. Anger starts to rise up on the inside. Nope, 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 nope. I smile at everybody. A tragedy comes, we wait. We don't react. We don't freak out. We don't call everybody for their opinion. And if you're going to call somebody, call somebody that knows the truth. I do more ministry by simply giving a word to people. People text me, I'm having a problem. Pray for me. I just send them the word of God, and they, oh, my God, you set me free. My God, you must have prayed. No, I never even prayed. I just gave you the word. <laughs> I'd like to say I spent the last 24 hours in deep prayer for you on my knees, but I didn't. I just gave you the truth because the truth then will set you free. I can pray for you the whole time, but if you're believing a lie, what's God going to do? He can't contradict himself. So it's not prayer. It's simply give him the truth. Give him the truth on the word of God. People come to me and say, well, I can't get along with him. 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 I said, okay, love each other. Oh my God. I could have got that out of the Bible. Exactly. You just wasted a half hour of my life when you could have got it out of your own Bible if you just opened it up. Amen. Yeah. It's the word, isn't it? It's the word. You've got to forgive. It's there. You want to be a light. So he says, let, let the light shine. Don't put a bushel. Say, don't put a bushel under your, or over your light. Now notice, the devil is a bushel master. How does he do it? The Bible said he's a liar. And he's the father of all lies. So what is he going to do? He's going to tell you things that are not true. He's going to tell you the light passed away 2,000 years ago. Who was it? Barbara was talking on Wednesday night about some church she went to that said healing passed away with the apostles. Well, how many know if you believe that lie, you're going to be sick your whole life. And it's going to be hard to find an apostle right now. Out of the 12, I think they're all gone by now. So you've got a real serious problem if you're looking for one of them. You can't get one, see? So what is it? It's something, it's a lie that has to be. Uh, they'll tell you the light's in heaven. And when you get there, it'll be great. Well, it will be get there when we get great, but I'm not there yet. I'm down here. See? I'm going through stuff down here. So he'll tell you all these things. He'll, he's going to tell you you can't heal the sick. He's going to tell you you can't 
speak in tongues. He's going to tell you you can't cast out devils. He's going to tell you you can't get a word from God. He's going to tell you never hear from God. People all the time, I don't never hear from God. I don't never hear from God. Open up your Bible, read it, read some of the red, and then say, I just heard from God. And then when you spend more time in the red, you'll start to figure out that whether it's God or not, because God already said it. And then you'll start to hear things that aren't exactly in the word per se, but they're things you need to hear, and you'll know it's God simply from hearing from God. I mean, you can hear from God anytime you pick it up and you look for red in your Bible, praise God. So he's a liar. He'll tell you God doesn't love you. Ever heard that voice? Yeah. Something gone real bad? God doesn't love me. He don't care for me. He, he healed Brother Joe, but he didn't do nothing for me. <laughs> My God, I don't know what I did wrong. Well, you're a sinner. That's right. No wonder why he doesn't heal me. I'm a sinner. You'll probably regress and go to hell. I think I'm regressing right now. I feel myself going backwards. And he'll just keep pouring it on. And you just sit there and listen to him and listen to him. He'll tell you you're sick. Oh, you're sick and going to get sicker. That pain in your arm, my God, it's going to fall off. You better touch it on there real good. Why is that? Because he's a liar. And you've got to understand when he's lying to you. And most of us know it. But if you get in that victim mentality, you'll want to grab onto that to get more people to feel sorry for you in your situation. But sorry for you has never delivered you. If anything, it expanded and it puts you in more and more trouble. And some people, we've gone through things, haven't we? We've gone through some serious things. But how many know we've got to move on from them? And I'm not saying it's easy. It, it's not easy. But you've got to do it, praise God. You've got to move on. You're too important to God. You have the purpose. You have this stuff. So the devil's a liar. So he wants to, first he don't want you to get born again. But how many know he failed that? So now he don't want you ever see the light. He don't want you to know what the word says. He don't want you to believe this stuff. He wants you to just be this little beat up Christian who's crawling their way to heaven and going to make it when they finally die and go there. He doesn't want the church to be victorious. See, the world sees us as a club. A group of people who get together once a week just to hug each other and say, wow, wow, and do this and do that. Almost, almost like a moose or almost like that. And the reason the world sees us like that is because the church sees itself like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, we have large clubs out there right now. We have churches with thousands of club members in it. But they've never, ever released the power of God that's on the inside of them to heal one person, cast one person out, bring somebody in the kingdom, do what God wants to do in the kingdom of God. And that's the way things get done. So you've got to think of yourself. In a long time, it was the pastor had to do everything. See, I just teach you that I was supposed to do everything. That, that's been broken, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I don't have that much counseling to do because I've got people who counsel people before they get to me. Because I taught them how to console, are you following Before they get there, and then they do it. Praise God. Latasha can just hand them a book now. Get out. <laughs> just leave your money right there on the shelf. Give me the, get out. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it's all about. It's about expanding out. It's about touching people, but we've got to know the truth beforehand in order to do that. So we've got this light. We don't want a bushel put on it by the devil. He's lying to you. He's lying to you. I know he is. I hear him sometimes. All right, go to Habakkuk, chapter 2, Old Testament. You'll find it. Habakkuk, however you want to pronounce it. And 
Let me just share the promise that God gave me a long time ago because I believe it's going to come to pass. I've been there for a long time, and that is there's going to be groups of people who rise up out of the ashes of defeat, start to bring the glory of God out from the inside of them. The power of God is going to be on display like never, ever, ever, ever seen before in this earth realm, ever before is it going to take place. You, you saw a little sprinkling of it when that guy accidentally prayed. Praise God. You're going to see some stuff happening on TV. You're going to see some people go down, a Christian run up, lay hands on them, and raise them right up right there on TV. And it's going to be too late to bleep it out because it's already run across the nation so that they can explain that it was probably this or probably that or probably him or probably there. But people are going to start to understand that the power of God is available in this earth and the kingdom of God is invading this earth right now. And it's available to every single human being, black, white, purple, orange, doesn't make any difference. And people are going to rise up and not care about what the world thinks, what TV thinks, what anybody else think they're going to start operating in this power of God and people won't be able to hide it anymore. See, see, it's the church who's in the closet now. Come on now. Come on. It's the church who's in the closet. But just like they came out of the closet. Oh my God, that hurt. Just like they came out of the closet, we coming. It don't take much to get this church going, does it? <laughs> All right, did you find it back? It's probably hot tough to find. Now look at this verse. Chapter 2, verse 14. Prophetic word. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now notice, does it say that the earth will be filled with the glory of God? No, it doesn't. Why? Because the glory of God is already available, but what we need is the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That means the knowledge of the power of God and the anointing of God and the glory of God, his nature and everything else is going to be manifested all over this earth by people, and it's going to cover as the waters cover the sea. How many know, have you ever found a place in the sea where the waters wasn't covering I mean, it's not a trick question. No, everybody's going to hear. Everybody's going to hear about this. You understand? Everybody's going to say, in the last days, they came to Jesus and said, what's the sign of the last days? He said, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached into all the world, then the end shall come. He didn't blow them off and say, well, there's hurricanes and volatiles is going to take place. No, he gave them the answer. The answer was the kingdom of God will be preached in power. The kingdom of God is in power. We already studied that. So when the power starts to manifest in the kingdom of God and it starts to cover the entire earth, then, say then, then, then the end shall come. Praise God. People say, well, this should be the end. It's not the end yet. I can guarantee it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if Y2222K comes around. <laughs> Jesus. What a mess. Yeah. All these things, praise God, are going to end. Though This is going to end. That's going to end. No. When this gospel, praise God, of the kingdom of God gets preached into all the world. Say all the world. All right. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Where am I? Noon. Oh, geez. Hurry. 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 Don't want to get a black mark from Santa. I want to stay right on time here. Praise God. It's funny because, you know, you preach all the time and they put you on Facebook and they put you on YouTube and everything and you get a click here, you get a click there and that's about it. But when they find Santa behind the podium, everybody wants to find out what the heck is going on. 
They're just clicking through. and There's that guy. Oh, my God. Who's that? It's Santa Claus. Santa Claus behind the pulpit. We better listen and see what's going on here to this thing. See what religiosity they're pouring into us now from this church. All right. Titus chapter 2. Are you there? What did I say? All right. Go to 2 Corinthians. And I can go nine places, wherever you want me to go, I'll go over here. It don't matter to me. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Chapter 4. Look at verse 3. But if our gospel or good news be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. That's interesting, ain't it? Look at verse 5. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. And look at verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, how many of you did that in Genesis, has shined in our hearts. Well, why did he shine in my heart? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. So here's God. God shines his light in you, comes in you with his nature, comes in you with his power, comes in you with anything. Then he also shines that light to give you the knowledge of what's already on the inside of you. It's not that God's withholding from us. It's that we're not getting it. He wants to reveal to us. So here he says basically the knowledge of the glory of God. And where, where are we going to find the knowledge of the glory of God? In the face of who? In the face of who? So that means by us looking at him and seeing ourselves as he is, we change to be like him. That means, and in Titus where I was going to go, it says that the grace of God has appeared to all and that by denying ungodliness, say denying ungodliness. Denying. Now what's ungodly? Anytime you hear, I'm a loser. I mean, you know, that's ungodly. And nothing ever works for me. That's ungodly. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to accept that stuff. I've heard churches preach that stuff. You're a sinner. You're low. You're worthless. You can't do anything. But God loves you. Well, then do something about my situation, for God's sakes. But no, it's already taken place. So this glory's on the inside of us. He's there shining. And people say, well, that's really good. When we get to heaven, this glory's just going to flow out of the inside of us. It's going to be wonderful. Look at verse 7. But we have this treasure where? Oh, how many are going to have an earthen vessel when you get up there? <laughs> Nobody. So yeah, it's taking place down here, isn't it? Right now, God is showing you. He's trying to get over to you. He's trying to bring you out of that mindset of, I'm a loser. I can't do nothing. The pastor does it. He's special. This person's special. They can do it, but I can't do it. I'm just here. I'm just there. I mean, you can bring your financial situation in six months out of the position and mess it's in now up to victory. Simply by changing this. Because see, if you're worrying, you're believing the wrong thing. It's a bushel. There's a bushel there. If you're fearful, it's a bushel. He wants to put a bushel over your light. But I'm going to believe the word of God. He simply said he'd supply all my needs according to his in glory. So when a problem comes, you can either panic or you can just say, the glory will rise up on the inside of you. The nature of God will say, you know, Jesus knew Judas was ripping him off. You never heard him say, that Judas, first I'm going to kill him, then I'm going to get back all the money he stole from me. No, he didn't even worry about it. He said, but hopefully he catches on, you know, and turns around or does whatever, but he's not going to break me because my father supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. People say, well, somebody stole $10 from me. Don't worry about it. You'll be all right. You should be okay. 
God can probably handle that, replenish that $10 for you if you need it. But it's the glory of God that's on the inside of it. It's already here. So this, this is going to be a year like last year, the year before, where how much you arise in your thought life. There's where you're going to arise. Oh, I'm just a bad mother. Arise in your thought life. I'm just dead. All i got to do is work, and that's it. I don't have to do anything with the kids. Arise in your thought life. We want to rise up to see ourselves as something different than we are right now. You're not sick. You're not a loser. You're not a failure. You're not someone that God doesn't care about. He does. But you keep believing the wrong thing and going after the wrong thing and thinking that it won't hurt you. But the Word of God tells you, basically, if you do this, you get this. And everybody say, well, God's punishing me. No, He's not. You punishing yourself. You're making the wrong, stupid decision. Then you want to blame God for your decision that you made. The simple thing, just check out the consequence before you make the decision. It's very simple. Learned that a long time ago. Very simple. What decision should I make? Well, if you make this decision, what's going to happen from that decision? Ooh, that's not a very good decision. No, it's not. See, if young women... It's past noon. Can I go there past noon? Yeah, if young women would understand that there's consequences if you don't obey the word of God, and that consequence comes in the way of a baby, that you're going to, do you see what I mean? But, but that wasn't that God just gave me a baby. No, he didn't give you a baby, see? And then the man, they just think, well, if I have a baby, I'm running. And they do. Do you see what I mean? But, but if you don't do that, if you don't make that decision, you're not in that mess. Every mess I've ever got into, I messed it myself. I was the mess, see? It's like sooner or later he potty trains you. Like Talon now. Talon poops, then says, I pooped. How many know I'd like to know before? But she's learning, ain't she? First of all, she just say nothing. Now she's saying, I pooped. So at least she knows she pooped. So hopefully, and, and you know, you see, after you make a mess, you say, I pooped. Pastor, Pastor, I pooped. Should have never went here. I knew it was past noon. It's a bad move when it gets past noon. No, just go to somebody before. Come on now. And don't make that decision. It's oh, no decision for me not to get drunk anymore. I know what's going to happen when I get drunk. I know what's happened when you do drunk. I know what happens when you do. I know what happens when you drive 100 mile an hour down I-95 probably. You notice I didn't say 80. Yeah, all these things come from decisions we make, and there's a consequence with every decision you make. Every decision you make with your money, there's a consequence. Every decision you make with your family, there's a consequence. So make sure the consequence is going to be something you can live with before you make the decision, because after you make the decision, now you've got a fight on your hands, and we don't want to do that. You're, you're too busy fighting the light, then let the light shine out of the inside of you. So there's people in here that are full of the light of God, and God's going to change your way of thinking about some things. He's going to adjust some things. He's going to change some things. You're going to read in the Bible, and it's going to talk to you. Up till now, just talk to your wife. But God released another version. <laughs> and this one talks to both men and women. Yep, your spouse too, praise God. So we're going to grow. How are we going to grow? It's up to us. It's the light that we get. It's the way we change our thinking. It's the way we do our things. And you change, and you change, and you change. And you see yourself differently. So, some people close their eyes and they just can't stand the way they look. Well, that's not God's image. God never did that. 
So we're going to change that. God's going to point out to you different ways, different things, different things that are going on. I just want to pray for you right now. Just close your eyes. Put your hands on your belly for me this morning. Okay, Holy Ghost, there's your word. You wanted to spit it out there. We did it. Now I pray on the inside of each and every person here. I would pray that you would bring to their mind over the next week imaginations that are on the inside of them, ways that they have thought for years and years and years that are not in line with you, ways that they see themselves you would bring up to show them that that's not who they really are, that they are in your image and likeness. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would re reveal the Father to them as a loving, wonderful Father, nothing like any earthly thing they've ever ran into, that they could trust him and understand how much he loves them, and they could see anything that's separating them from allowing the light to shine in their light and change. Father, I reveal truth that you said is already on the inside of us this morning out of every single person from Treasure Coast Victory Center, every person who's here and not here. Holy Spirit, just rise up on the inside of each and every one. Change us daily, Lord. Change the way we think. Change the way we're not thinking in line with you because we are that generation who is arising. We are that generation, praise God, who's going to shine. We are part of that generation who are going to change this earth with the power of God. And Father, I thank you for it and praise you for it and give you the glory for the revelation in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God.